What up, my Honyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast on this Wednesday. Hopefully you've had a great week so far. If not, there's still plenty of time to turn around. It is hump day. Man, remember when that was the thing? Every Wednesday, I used to post hump day snaps, and I would get creative and draw something different on hump day. Uh, so so fun. Such a fun thing. And post on social media, hump day. Good times, but still plenty of time to ring it. Bring it about. This is my first podcast in the last year of my 20s. That's right. I'm 29, folks. Let that sink in. No, not as good as when Elon did it with Twitter. I figured it would be just as effective. That's fine. But uh, first and foremost, shout out to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. And to everyone who did not wish me a happy birthday, shout out to you as well um, for keeping me humble, right? Because I, I talk about how I like to be that person in a group, right? So we all say we go over to someone's house and they cook some amazing dinner and everyone's, oh, so good, so good, so good, so good. I'll just chime in every now and again. I've had better. Just to, bam, little jab of humble pie for you right right there. You know, someone's got to keep you honest. And it, I probably do agree with everyone, but got to keep you humble. So uh, if you want to, <laughs> thank you to those who, who didn't. And keeping me humble, reminding me that like, hey man, you're cool, but you're not that cool. All right, you're you're just a dude. Anyways, I appreciate that. And funniest birthday wish goes to uh, our senior citizen Shane, and now former guest on the podcast. Wow, look at him go, bang expert Shane. He was clearly about to go to bed and he he squinty eyed up in his face and you know how the front flash your screen just lights up and and I hear in the background here no what's what's that light snapchat snapchat i think this is flash i think this is the flash and it's just it's like doesn't know what's going on barely awake and it's like anyways here it's your birthday uh, oh happy birthday oh hope oh, it's a good one uh, all right my bye <laughs> it's like, but it, like grill up in and it, you know being that close to his phone it's so bright with that front flash on but it's just funny he's like oh front flash i think this is, this is a flash this is i front flash is it's on it's going it's recording and it's like uh, the f- whole first snap was just that conversation and then it was uh, happy birthday but yeah it was fun um favorite birthday tradition want to know want to know about your favorite birthday traditions uh mine and my family's breakfast in bed now uh, yeah, I, um, I didn't get it on my birthday and that's okay. I am going to get it for my birthday, um, uh, because you know, work schedules and whatnot. And uh, it's nice when you can like have it and you not have to like be up and go and do anything. And so, you know, slapping it on a weekend and it is real, real, real good. But yeah, that's uh that's my family's that's the go-to. And so it's like, if nothing else for my birthday, all I want is breakfast in bed. That's it. Plain and simple. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's not a huge deal, but it is at the same time. It's, that was our family's thing. And like, everyone comes in the scene, quick, happy birthday, and you get to eat breakfast. And it's just fun. It's fun. It's small, subtle. But um, the other birthday tradition, you know, now that we're older, we typically do get together and go do a birthday dinner because there's three birthdays in my family in one week's time from December 6th to December 13th. We have three birthdays. Mine, my older brothers, my younger sisters. So it's the 6th, the 12th, and the 13th. It is a party week. But yeah, that's what we do. And it, it's a ton of fun. Another tradition we do, you know, go out to birthday dinner because I brought this up 
because Sunday and you know church, you know, we're getting together with her group, and they're like, "Oh, happy early birthday!" And I was like, "Thank you." And then um, ended up making some jokes about how my parents returned a Hastings video to avoid a late fee on their way to the hospital because um, when when my mom was going into late when I was coming basically, and people are like, how do you, someone, we made some comment. They're like, yeah, I have no idea about my birth story. I was like, well, I've heard it every year for the last, I don't know, 20 some odd years. Cause that's another tradition we do. You, um, our, our parents tell us the birth story now, not like the gory details and the nonsense. And then you were crowning. No, none of that stuff. <laughs> um, it's just like the general, like, Oh, this was, the, this was, what was happening on the day and then boom water broke and we got to the hospital and this happened and you were born at this time and blah 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 and then maybe some other funny stories about early on childhood and it's fun that's fun and i think i think that's a pretty cool tradition personally and so for me it's my story was pretty simple it was I believe it was kind of snowy uh winter night and i was born at 3 a.m i think i've talked about this before my obsession with the number three it's my favorite number and it's just because three lines up in my i'm the third child born at 3 a.m I was born in 1993. I mean, you name it, right? Like three has shown up in my life so much. And then multiples of three too. I'm the 12th month, multiple of three. Six, the sixth day, multiple of three in the year 1993, multiple of three. What's going on, right? It's just threes, 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 threes. Uh, Crazy though. Crazy, crazy. But yeah. So, and let's see, you know, so stuff, I think stuff happened around midnight as far as water breaking and whatnot. And then they were like, okay, it's game time. And I was a third kid. So they were, they were seasoned pros at this point. And it was like, all right, cool game time. Here we go. Let's, uh, and they're like, Oh, we got to return. If we don't get this return, this Hastings thing return this video. Yeah. Shout out to Hastings RIP. Oh, Hastings was so good. They had one of the best knickknack sections in America, but yeah, they were like, all right. So Let's return this. And so they return that on the way to the hospital and they're casually taking their time. As you can tell, Finn likes this story, but then they get to the hospital and they park by the entrance since it's like after midnight, you know, only the ER entrance is open. And so they park next to the normal entrance, not thinking about that. And their entrance is closed. My mom's, you know, having contractions and stuff. And instead of saying, my dad was like, hey, we'll go get the car and we'll pull you around to the ER. My mom said, no, it's fine. I can just walk third child. (laughs) third child moves once again no i can just walk well then this walk what ends up happening every two or three steps she has to stop because of contractions and so what would have taken i don't know a minute or two to walk normally took probably 15 to 20 minutes by the time they get to the er entrance get inside you know and they're like oh having a baby and the nurses come up in my mom's words and everyone got real excited real quick and they got her up to a room settling real fast and their doctor <laughs> ended up telling them hey next time let's not wait so long and take our time i was born within like i don't know half an hour an hour of my mom getting in the er room so i don't know much about birthing times but apparently that's a pretty quick turnaround <laughs> so yeah but hey once again third child right like ah we the first one was excited the second one we learned all mistakes and by the third one you're like this is casual this is casual ah, no big deal i don't even know if we need to go to the hospital right just say hey doc we just had the baby um it, it went well we're we're actually getting ready to go out to eat and celebrate like <laughs> that's what it was and then my brothers wanted me to be named harry because 
I came out and apparently had a bunch of hair. And anyone, anyone who knows me now says that, that destiny has come full circle, that prophecy, whatever you want to call it. And I, you know, at least as on my head, you know, got a full beard, got long hair. I'm starting to get more body hair. It's a little weird. I'm not going to get into that. Mainly just chest hair. Like I got chest hair like three or four years ago. I was like, this is weird. What's happening? But yeah, they want to name me Harry. Personally, I don't, I wouldn't have mind, minded the name Harry. Don't love it. Though, definitely think Gus was the right move. And it was also a family name named after August Peter, my great grandpa. And he apparently was a great man. My parents have a cool portrait of him. So that's fun, right? There you go. And my name, though, is just Gus. For anyone who's still wondering, get that ass all the time. Gus, what's that short for? Gus. And it's not short for anything. It's, that's, that's full name. And they're like, oh, really? Nah, I'm just kidding. Yes, really. You would, you would be surprised at the number of people who want to slap an extra S on that. Gus. And I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing, folks? So, yeah. That's my birth story and family tradition with my birthday. And, you know, I really couldn't... It was, it was, it was chill in some ways. But it was fulfilling in, in so many ways. And my birthdays are fun. So we celebrated more formally on Saturday. Got to go. You ready for this? Curling for the first time. Now, don't get too excited. It wasn't officially on ice. But it was, and, and, and it wasn't the real stones, but it was in the shape and roughly the weight of the stones, but just made out of some hard plastic. And it was this kind of slippery heart or this like hard plastic. Think of like a cutting board almost, those hard plastic ones. That's what it was like, the surface. And it was a legit, I don't know what you call it, lane, rink thing. It wasn't ice, but in every other way, it was, it was an, an accurate simulation of curling. And so me and... Uh, my best friend and his wife and my wife, we all went out and we got to go curling. And that was a lot of fun. If you're in OKC, it's at River Sport. Uh, we looked it up and they said they have curling. And then we were like, curl? Oh, snap. That's legit. And we get there and we're like, okay, it's a little underwhelming. But it was still a ton of fun. We played that for, I don't know, half an hour, an hour. And just played a bunch of rounds. Turns out, kind of good at it. Surprise, surprise. And by the end, like at the first, we were just slinging rocks. And they were going way short, way long. There's no. And by the end, we're like shooting gaps and playing setting up guards and knocking knocking stones out knocking stones in like playing the angles and everything it was awesome so pretty you pick it up pretty quickly highly recommend and i had to go full character like meaning so i'm, I'm kneeling down and when i push it you know how they like stay extended and like are, are in this like weird deep lunge that was me I had to do that. If I didn't follow through, my throw sucked. But then when I really did full follow through, put my hand on the following through by basically being flat on the floor in this deep lunge with my, my arm extended out in front of me to kind of catch me, that's how I had to do it. But it, it, was, it was tons and tons of fun. And really, then between that and my actual birthday yesterday, I got basically all my favorite foods. It was funny. My dad came to town. He was like, where do you want to eat? And I was like, well, I've kind of gotten everything out of the way. I got Nash birds. I got my chicken. I got my free Qdoba burrito bowl yesterday. Um, I still have a free cookie from a Cowser's. I haven't gotten. I got a free peppermint shake from Chick-fil-A. Still haven't gotten. My sister brought me a Brahms milkshake, mint chocolate chip, of course. I got two giant Reese's fast break bars with, if you know me, those are the best. Um, <laughs> shoot. Oh, I got a cannoli from Uptown Grocer. If you're in OKC, Uptown Grocer, cannolis are so good. They have a miniature one and a full-size one. Got that. Let's see. I got my Barks Root beer with my burrito because that's a little special treat for me. And, I mean, shoot, that's just like, I just ran the gauntlet. It was incredible and so much fun. And, yeah, there's probably more 
a couple more things that I could have gotten. Oh, and got Pazuki from BJ's on that would have been Saturday night. And like, you, I mean, you name it, I got it. And it happened. So huge shout out to my wife and anyone else and everyone else, um, both who wished me and didn't wish me happy birthdays. You both serve a purpose and a part in there. This feels weird having a whole episode where I'm talking about myself and my birthday. I think I like birthdays in general. And that would be a good question to pose to everyone. Where do you stand on birthdays? Are you more casual? I'm definitely more casual as I get older. Uh, but it's still fun to do things. And I think sometimes people can downplay it. And be like, oh, like, I'm not a child anymore. I don't need to have a party. It's like, first of all, I remember like my 10th, 11th, 12th birthday parties, right? You just have all the kids over. We're just playing, doing different stuff. Maybe you have some set activity. And then you have pizza and like cookie cake, which by the way, my, my jam is cookie cake. I, lo- I mean, I love like a good like ice cream cake or something, but just like a regular cake, not too huge on. Give me cookie cake. Give me ice cream cake. Give me something wild. Give me cheesecake. Shoot, any, any one of those, right? But... And I'm like, what's wrong with that, right? What's wrong with just having everyone over, playing some games, doing some stuff, having some pizza? That's what maybe we should, maybe we should recreate. That would be fun. Is is for for a birthday, random birthday? Be like, we're gonna we're gonna recreate ten year old our ten year old birthday party. Now we don't necessarily have to be as crazy in terms of getting hyped up and sprinting all around the house and running outside, just you know, doing amped up kid stuff. But it, it might be kind of fun. So yeah, what's uh? Talk to me about birthday traditions, memories, your birth story, if you know it, where you stand on birthdays in general. One thing that I think is interesting, right, and ties into um, a certain beliefs regarding conception in the womb, here we go, getting serious, is I, I believe in, in certain countries, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Korea is this way, and whatnot, when you're born, you are one, you are considered one year old, and that actually checks out with with the belief, which is really the fact that, you know, your, your life starts at conception. You become you at conception, that fertilized egg, that zygote, where you have the unique DNA strand that begins to then grow and develop into you, right? You start your single single cell and then you grow. And that is, that is technically, and a pregnancy, while we say nine months, it's actually at the end of the ninth month. So it's 10 months of development in utero, typically, and then you come out, right? So realistically, you're even two months shy of being one, but you're one. So like the ages are different. So then on your first birthday, what we would call your first birthday here in the West is your, your two and oh, throws me off. Right. But I, but I guess, I mean, we just track from, we just track your development in terms of tracking your years from when you come out of the womb into the world. However, I'm, I, I don't hate that model. And it kind of checks out in some sense, but it would shift certain stages. Instead of terrible through terrible twos, it would be like the tr- terrible threes. Because technically you turn three and that's your second year outside of the womb. And it's it, and I don't think I think we're too deep to change it at this point. But I can definitely see the merit in that. And just from like a philosophical standpoint and like a consistency standpoint of if you want to call it the the pro-life um position of you know, your life begins at conception, you know, because that's a lot of times the retorts is like, well, why don't men, sorry to get on abortion real quick, but you know, a lot of times the retorts from the pro-abortion side, you'll hear, well, do you believe that men should play, should pay child support from the time that like she gets pregnant? My short answer is yes. Yes. I actually agree with that very much. I remember there was that Democrat state, um, Senator, 
representative here in Oklahoma who passed that, thought he was owning the pro-life and all the pro-life people were like, yeah, no, we're for that. And he ended up pulling the bill because he got ratioed on Twitter and blown up. And there was even news story. I saw a news story on the Daily Wire about him, right? And so this is would be one of those things where it actually ties in or they talk about, oh, miscarriage, you don't have a full-blown funeral. It's like, no, but there is definitely grief involved. And some people do have a funeral. I have a little baby cousin who has a headstone out in a cemetery. I think her name was Mary Jane, maybe. Um, no pun intended. Don't, don't, be, don't be a 14-year-old boy about it or Colorado pothead about that. Uh, I, I think that was her name. And, you know, and I actually think she might have been born and lived just like a day or two. So I could be misspeaking. So I'm not going to go into that, actually. But, yeah, I'm very much of the belief that, like, a miscarriage is a, is a tragic loss of life. And... It, but I won't, I won't dispute the fact that like, okay, it doesn't feel the same as if, you know, you've had the baby, you've seen the baby, you've held the baby and then it, and then it dies, you know, that almost feels more tragic. And it just, that just comes back to that. There's that the level of separation, it's just like the difference of if you confront someone on Twitter versus you have to confront them in real life, two different scenarios, but the same thing is happening. Right. And the other person could be equally as, as hurt, or you could be equally whatever as, as right or or aggressive and it's just different, right? It's different. But I, from a philosophical standpoint, I think the point remains the same. So anyways, random, 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 random thought. Do you think that we should be counted as one when on our birthday? And, and to me, by that logic though, I wouldn't even track. I wouldn't even track from that day necessarily. I would go two months after that day. So you'd have your first full 12 months. That would technically be your, that would technically be your first year. So if I was born on December 6th, and say that's not the exact due date, but we'll just, for sake of argument, right? That's 10 months for me. Technically, my birthday should be February 6th because that is 12 months, presumably from conception-ish. Uh, um, even though, well, it's actually 10 months, so it wouldn't be 12. That, no, I'm, I'm doing something wrong because technically 10 months, yeah, would be in the second. Yeah, yeah, roughly, roughly. And uh, if you're tracking, that's around Valentine's Day. Yup, <laughs> whoop-de-doo. So to me, I think, okay, maybe that's how we should track it then. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, look, we got the system we got. I'm 29 because by that logic, I'd be 30. And you know what? I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for, for the bone density building to stop and the maintaining to start. I got one more year to build my bone mineral density and, uh, and get it as yoked and out of this world as possible so then uh, I can avoid osteoporosis, hopefully, and, and arthritis and all that bone degenerative disease. Anyways, let's talk about birthday cards. I got some good ones. My wife got me one. It was a fun um, Chewbacca-themed card. Best part about this, had a temporary tat on the inside. So I got, for my 29th birthday, I got a, I got a Chewbacca thigh tat. I'll post it on Instagram so you can go check it for yourself. And uh, <laughs> I, I texted my sister and she goes, is that real? And I was like, what do you think? She goes, mm, yes. And I was like, do you really think I would get a Star Wars tattoo? as my first tattoo. You don't think I'd had 17 Lord of the Rings tattoos before I got one Star Wars tattoo? Come on. Understand my fandom a little bit better. Put some respect on my name. Yeah. 
no, but that was that was fun. But you know, it's always fun, and I'll, I'll post the picture and probably put some captions like "You only turn twenty nine once" or something like that. And like, well, as I uh, as I get older, <laughs> um, I don't know. Put some weird random like you know. 29 hit hit real good or 29 went well and just boom and just that no context that'd be and see see i bet there's gonna be more people like no way you know be like yeah no way so it's fun but we'll see how how many days it'll last with my you know sauna sweating and and showering all that good stuff it still looks pretty good a day later put it on last night looks pretty solid i, I can't lie i'm kind of a fan of the thigh tat kind of looks good just kind of i don't know six eight inches above my knee right in the center of my thigh you know, as I was walking around and changing and stuff, and I saw myself in the mirror, and I was like, hmm, hmm, not horrible, but still not going to get a tattoo. Nah. The only tattoo, so I was talking to some friends this weekend about tattoos, and I got um, buddy Johnny, he, he, he brought forth the flames on, on a certain tattoo idea I had, and uh, he felt very strongly about it. And, and I don't think he's wrong to, but it was, it was, I was not prepared for this. It was, it was a triggering moment for him, but it was incredible. I was, I was like, give me the popcorn, even though he was ranting at me. And basically like, I very much could be like, wow, he thinks that this idea that I have is, is just the dumbest and worst iteration of a tattoo. But I was like, I don't, he, he went so hard. I was enjoying it. You ever been there where someone's just like, no, that's absolutely. And you're sitting there like, this is what I do, or I've done this. I mean, that's me a lot of times. I ran about something. I'm like, oh, I hate this stupid thing. And they're like, oh, well, it's my favorite thing. I'm like, well, okay. Well, hopefully you enjoyed the rant. <laughs> and that's what I did. I enjoyed the rant. But uh, I actually, if he ends up listening to this or anyone else who was there, I actually, my first tattoo idea, because really, I probably won't ever get a tattoo. I don't, I just don't have enough value or merit in getting one that's permanent like that, right? And that's my mindset. It needs to be permanent and lasting and something that's meaningful and something that's not across on my wrist. Sorry if you have that. But uh for me it's like mm, wedding ring tattoo, just a little ring around my because there are certain aspects of like work and stuff. Like I go to the gym, I don't wear it. Um or my metal ring. And so I I like the permanence of that of just that reminder of like, look, this is here forever. And so even when there's moments where I can't wear my ring, that that's a ring I can't take off. And I appreciate that, right? I'm like, no, that's not that I necessarily need that, but it's just, it's like, it's just, it's just a guardrail. It's like, Hey, I'm going to put this up to be extra cautious. Cause I, I think in, when it comes to things like marriage, you literally can't be too careful. I mean, you, you could technically speak, but in general, it's like, you can't be too careful, right? Guard your marriage, guard your marriage. And the, the deeper you get into it and the stronger your marriage becomes, guess what? The stronger the opposition, the stronger the temptation to to falter and start to stray down a path because that's what it is. It's a, it's a casual stray down a path. And then you find yourself in the midst of a, a of, of a marriage wrecking situation. So uh, that would actually be the first and only serious tattoo I'm really considering. But I, but I had the cheesy corny idea of like the names of my kids on my chest or something like that. And uh, that's what uh, got me raked over the coals. And I was like, you know what, after that, not into it. But for me, it's like a very much a dichotomy. Like I've got two sides. It's there's a one part of me where it's like, Hey, wouldn't that be cool, dude? We call it the hippie side of me. And then there's the, then, then, then there's the non hippie side of me. It's like, really, bro, that's what we're going to do. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I have that much conflict within me. If it was like, Oh, this is what I want to do. I love that idea all around. I maybe had like, it was like a 90% yes. And a 10% no, 
it's really like a 50-50. Some days it's 70-30 in favor of no. Some days it's 70-30 in favor of yes. And I just can't find anything. I did have a dream one time. So we were, we were going to like, a, I don't know if it was a public pool. We were swimming somewhere. And I went to the bathroom to change, right? And I, and I, and, and I looked normal. Nothing out of the ordinary about me. And then I take off my shirt and I was covered in tattoos and I had tattooed myself in such a way that if I wore a shirt, you couldn't see any of them. But as soon as I like, and so I had like a, not even a quarter sleeve, but just onto my shoulders down enough where it wouldn't be exposed by, um, it wouldn't go past sleeves of a shirt. And I was like, whoa, and it was kind of wild, but yeah, I don't know. There's another question for the day. Where do you stand on tattoos? Obviously, some of you I know out there have tattoos. And I think you can get something that has some serious meaning and it can be kind of fun. But the interesting part of that conversation was he came back to apologetics. He feel like it hurt his apologetics. He goes back to Leviticus. And I think personally, he's not a fan of them. But then it, it drives other questions, you know, because the argument is we're supposed to be set apart and different. And that's a reason for a lot of the rules in the Old Testament for ancient Israel was to separate them from their cultures at that time to stand out. And, and I don't disagree that not getting tattooed as it become, has become more and more prevalent is, isn't, you know, would be a way to stand out. I think and we had an interesting discussion where he said, you know, I think more people have tattoos than not. And I say, I don't think I still think most people don't have tattoos. However, I think the rate at which people are now getting tattoos is accelerating. And as such, and is such that, you know, maybe in 5, 10, 15 years, I think you're going to see that, um, that, that point on the graph where then you're going to see more people have tattoos than not. But I think you, we, you overestimate because you see the people who have tattoos so much, but then you don't realize that. If you're walking around a store and you see five people have tattoos and there's 50 people in the store, there's probably 35 people that don't have tattoos um, because you, you can see five with tattoos, but I, I think it's gotten more prevalent. But then it brings up a question from the Christian aspect for me of, okay, if that's how we're going to separate ourselves by not marking up our bodies, which by the way, it's not like I don't think, or I, I don't think he thinks that you can't be a Christian and have tattoos. There's varying degrees of everything and there's certain cultural implications. I mean, it's just like, for me, it's like, it's uh, when the conversation around drinking, right? It was the devil, the devil, the devil. And then I realized it's not the devil. And then I realized, and people point to, oh, well, Jesus had wine in the Bible. But then you have to think about the cultural context around drinking. In the West, in the modern West, drinking is, drinking equals drunkenness, right? Like that is the purpose of drinking. Whereas in the ancient Near East or Middle East, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I've heard an ancient Near East. I don't know what that means. If that's just some PC term for the ancient Middle East, but whatever. Uh, so educate me on that one, please, if you know. But, you know, wine was just in every, it, it was more akin to Coke in terms of you would, you have a Coke with lunch, you have a Coke with dinner, whatever, typically with dinner, right? And you just have a little bit of wine. Not saying that they didn't party, that they didn't get drunk and that there weren't taverns, but I think, and maybe I could be wrong, but I think it had a much more moderation, moderate relationship with alcohol. And I feel that we don't have that as much. I've learned what that looks like in my personal life and I can see it now, but it definitely was something I wrestled with. And I think uh, uh, modern Christianity wrestles with because drinking is bad. And it's like, well, drinking's not bad, but the way that our culture has come to know drinking is bad. And so we have to kind of navigate those waters. And, but my bigger point being is like, all right, then we need to, to me, I'm like, all right, if we're gonna if we're gonna say no to the tattoos, setting ourselves apart, 
how, are we going to be hardcore on drinking? Are we going to be hardcore on cussing? I mean, really, I very, very infrequently will, will use a cuss word. I, I feel I only use it in certain appropriate situations, quotations, and, 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 and I'm very careful with it, right? And about who I'm going to use it around, like, little kids are in the room, I'm not going to use it, that sort of thing. But um, to me, you open up a very big conversation around, all right, where's all the lines for everything on how we set ourselves apart? My first question I would ask myself, and this is maybe me being defensive about it, maybe not defensive, but just, you know, contentious, argumentative myself, <laughs> we is, is, okay, well, how set apart, so taking that into consideration, how set apart are we? Because I personally contend that Christians nowadays, or at least professing Christians in the church, are not that set apart from culture. And that's a problem. Um, and maybe we are, but, but maybe I've got more of a negative viewpoint on this. But I really think that it's like you see certain people go about their daily lives and it's like I, where I should be able, because you see this with Mormons, right? You can pick out the Mormons, not just because the way they dress necessarily, but even just interacting with them, if it dress like anyone else, people are like, ah, oh, they're Mormon. That makes sense, right? You don't hear that with Christianity. And so I'm not saying this is an excuse now to say, well, we're not doing it anyway, so go get a tattoo. Absolutely not. I'm just saying, all right, um, yeah, that, and that points to a very big problem where I don't think we are set apart. And it brings up a cool conversation about like, where's the line, how to be in the world, not of the world, but also assimilation. And, uh, you know, it was very enlightening to find out about like the Herodians, the Essenes, the, the Sanhedrin, uh, or the Sadducees, sorry, the Pharisees, the, the Zealots, and all these different groups among the ancient Jews, and how they interacted with the culture. And I think you see that today, right? Like the Essenes, um, where, where John the Baptist came from, were kind of like they dedicated themselves to, they were basically monks. They dedicated themselves to the word. They like went and lived very simple lives kind of outside of the city. The Herodians were what I would say we are. Most of us are probably if we're modern Christians. It's They kind of assimilated towards the culture of the day, but also they melded kind of, you know, their faith and living that. And they lived a, a more or less normal for their times, modern life. And, but but, but held, you know, but as religious Jews. And then the Pharisees, um, you know, were, were strict and law-abiding, and the Sadducees were kind of, I think, the more formal side of it as well. And then, um, what was the other group? The Zealots were the violent group, right? The overthrow them. And so it's like, look, we've got Westboro Baptists, we've got, we've got, you've got certain um, churches like Church of Christ where it's like no instruments, and maybe they've eased up on that, or certain, certain denominations of the Christian of Christianity that are like, Oh no, uh, no holidays, no nothing of this. We don't participate in that. And you have other ones where, you know, you know, Catholics commonly, the joke is, uh, lots of drinking and stuff like that. And it's just, it's funny and, and it plays out that way, but it was an interesting conversation. It was hilarious to get roasted like that. I love it. Uh, Johnny, if you listen to this, um, let's do that more often, maybe on the podcast, even it was incredible, but here we are at a half hour. I should probably close it out. Um, this will that'll do it for my special birthday episode. Turn twenty nine. Have a lot of fun. Let me know. You know, birthday traditions. What's your what's your favorite one? Do you know your birthing story? All that good stuff. Where you stand on on how we track age, and um, what you think of how it's like in certain places they're like when you're born you're one and so that your your age is totally different so like i remember we had some exchange students and they were like a year or two older than us but they were in our class but then when they said they were born it's like we were born two months apart how are you this this ah my brain hurts <laughs>
I remember his eyes could be like, ah, it's like, um, oh my gosh, it's like, Billy, uh, oh my, no, it's Bobby Boucher's mom. She's like, ah, he starts talking about football, and, you know, she gets a headache and she, ah, this hurts. You know, her faking her sickness to manipulate her son. But yeah, that'll do it for me. Please give me uh, all the feedback. Rachel, if you're listening to this, I totally forgot to do your Norwegian goodbyes, which you said was longer. We'll do that on Friday. But uh, that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, being a part of the Hanya Accord. Be sure to go follow us on Facebook and Instagram, posting reels again. And so I post new episodes as well. DM, comment, uh, give me your feedback. That way you can text me, however you want to do it. And if you want to wish me a late birthday, it's never too late. Uh, I've been, we've all been there, right? Where it's like, oh crap, their birthday was yesterday. I missed it. And you're like, we'll do it. If I, if I say happy late birthday, they definitely know I forgot. Or if I don't say anything at all, maybe they won't notice. And I can just scoot on by. And to me, I'm like, ah, give it the late birthday, right? Because it's like, you know what? I feel bad about it. I'm going to own up to it. And I'm still going to come and wish you a happy birthday, even though I was late. And it's just like, uh, it's like, okay, you're, you're owning your mistake a little bit more than being passive about it. So it's my personal thought on that. But thank you all for listening. Hopefully you have a great rest of your week. Gave you some stuff to chew on, to laugh at, to enjoy. And I'm Can't wait to hear your feedback about your birthday stories or fun or traditions, all of the above. But uh, thank you so much for listening, being a part of the Hanya Accord. That'll do it for me today. We'll see you right back here next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head Hanyak, signing off.